0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the difference between three wins and three losses in a row for BYU basketball. What changed for the better?
1: It's a ball night for women's volleyball in the Final Four. Can they beat Stanford again? And
0: with early signing day approaching, what's the most immediate position need for BYU football? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation,
1: brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday, December 13th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who will always make his own picks from now on, Jerem Jordan.
1: Yeah, that was a huge mistake. Uh, I thought it couldn't get worse, but I guess it technically didn't. But, uh, yeah, I might call Dennis Pitta to see if he'll make some picks that won't work either. We'll see.
0: (laughs) Also, there's this. What you don't know is underneath my jacket, I am wearing the same exact shirt as Jerem Jordan. This is two days in a row. You can wear it. I showed up. We don't
1: talk about what we're wearing, like, maybe two episodes a year or something.
0: I showed up with essentially the same shirt on as Jason Shepard yesterday, yeah. not planned. And then I walk in with the identical shirt that you're wearing today. But for you, I will wear the coat.
1: I said you could
0: I know. not you were, wear the coat. I know. You were nice. Yeah. You were nice. But I'm going to honor
1: You don't have to listen to me either. Wishes. You can do what you want. <laughs> like, live your
0: life. Uh, what? I can? I don't have to do whatever you tell me to do? This is brand yeah. new information. Yeah. Take off me. your jacket. Yeah. Maybe I will. Here's today's show lineup. Brought to you by Royal Army. Lee Kamar joins us in studio in 15 minutes. BYU basketball assistant coach. To him, what has been the biggest difference between three straight wins compared to three straight losses that preceded it? We'll discuss all of that. Did Jason Shepard even come close for Jerem Jordan in his end one picks?
1: I think we just revealed that the answer is no.
0: I mean, was the second pick even close? find out in 30 minutes. And I went one-on-one with BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Aaron Roderick. Hear his thoughts on why every single one of the 39 bowl games matters. A lot. That in 40 minutes. And you can hear today's BYU Sports Nation headlines right now. BYU basketball riding a three-game win streak last night after an 85-66 win over Portland State. T.J. Haas led the Cougars with a career-high 30 points, getting to 30 with this. Haas for three. Got it! T.J. Haas with a career-high 30 points tonight. Dude is really shooting the ball well lately. Next up for the Cougars, UNLV in Vegas. On Saturday,
1: the good news is it is not in the Thomason Mac because that was a bad place to play for BYU. I mean, the last game was good, but most of the time it wasn't. Uh, the fourth seeded BYU women's volleyball team faces number one seed Stanford tonight in the Final Four. It's a ball night, baby. BYU handed the Cardinal their lone loss this season, August thirty first in Provo. But Cougar head coach Heather Olmstead expects a different Stanford team tonight.
2: They've improved over the course of the year, which you would expect, but so have we. So. I think it's going to be a different match than the first match because I don't think any two matches are ever the same, but I think it's going to be a great matchup again with some great offense, great defense, and a really good serve pass game. Watch this match
1: at 7 Eastern tonight on the Mothership ESPN.
0: BYU football continues preparation for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl against Western Michigan on December 21st. Zach Wilson, the quarterback, can't wait.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, practice is always fun. I always think it's cool to, you know, come out here and stay in shape or just throw around a little bit. Um, I know the whole team's ready to play game though, including myself. Sounds like he's out of breath. Like That's did he's just, been working hard. Did you just sprint or because something? He's over been to work, the...
0: He's been working out. <laughs> in another football note, defensive lineman Wayne Take Kirby announced yesterday via social media that he will be transferring away from the BYU football program.
1: Wankte Kirby came from Oregon. We were excited about him because he was a, a recruit that BYU was hoping to get originally, didn't get him, played at Oregon, transferred, was sitting out, and then just never played. Was he injured? Like, I don't know what happened, and now he's transferring. So... I'm disappointed in that entire situation. Yeah, with unfortunate Taker. for sure. Uh, and two of the top four teams in the NFL square off tonight with former Cougars on both sides. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs take on the Chargers at 820 Eastern. Michael Davis on that side. Chiefs look to extend their winning streak to three games. Stay atop the AFC West.
0: How fantastic is that? BYU guys on both sides of that epic NFL matchup. Thursday
1: night football. The They're, players
0: love it. Oh, man. they! I don't know that there's anything they hate more. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
1: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU
0: Sports Nation. Following a 19-point victory last night over the Portland State Vikings, BYU basketball has now all of a sudden won three straight games, and this right after the Cougars dropped three straight games. Jerem, Between losing three straight and winning three straight, what has been the biggest difference for the Cougars in the three wins?
1: Competition and location. Okay, BYU played Houston really good. At Illinois State, far away. At Weber State. Uh, Then BYU has a players-only meeting. They regroup, they get focused, they talk about what they need to uh, do. Hardly ever do you communicate openly and then things get worse. Typically things get better after that, generally speaking. Then BYU goes on a three-game win streak, beats a good Utah State team at home, awesome. Utah, not that good, in Salt Lake, awesome. And then uh, not so good Portland State team. So competition and location changed, but it's more than that. The connection offensively is there. BYU is more dialed in defensively. There's an energy that has come from the addition of Nick Emery, who is not in those three losses. He's been in all three wins. So BYU 3-0 with Nick Emery this season. Those are the differences, in my opinion.
0: Is Illinois State, or Weber State for that matter, a better team than Utah State? I don't know that the competition level changed that BYU much. right didn't play a Houston that is correct. Houston is legit. They're a top-20 basketball team. They're undefeated. However, Illinois State and Weber State, I would say, rank underneath Utah State, but BYU got to play them at home. So, yes, location factors in, and then you throw in the players-only meeting. Point is, those losses hurt, but to BYU's credit, they figured it out and now are 8-4 and four with a chance to win 10 games in non-conference play because of what I think is the defensive energy. I think that BYU has been connected defensively much better in this current three-game win streak. And Dave Rose said last night in a timeout, look, you guys miss a few shots, and sometimes you forget that you still need to defend. He's like, you need to keep the energy up, and even if you miss a shot, I don't care if it's wide open, you got to play defense.
1: Wait, that's that's old BYU was just outscore the team and then be good enough on defense. What are you talking about? (laughs)
0: <laughs> the coach is what? pointing out something. We have to go down there too. What? That has been a deficiency in the three losses. Is ah, oh, you, you kind of get down. in the last few years. You're not making shots, and then your your overall energy goes down, and you just don't defend.
1: This is an offensive school. Like if I slam a jamma, name me that defensive play. Like that. Dave Rose grew up just high flying, running up and down. Right. That's that's what BYU is. Hopefully, he can be good enough on defense.
0: Can BYU be disciplined enough that when shots aren't falling, they can consistently defend with good energy? That's what they're working on. That is what they are emphasizing. That is what they were challenged on after the three-game losing streak and the players-only meeting. They went after the defense. They're not worried about being able to score the ball.
1: We were worried about them shooting three, though. That's improved.
0: That has improved notably from T.J. Haas, and that is a factor as well. But I like the overall defensive energy. Tonight, the women's volleyball team
1: plays Stanford in the national semifinals or Final Four in Minneapolis, the Twin Cities. Uh, The Cougars defeated Stanford on August 31st in Provo in five sets. For this one, let's play a little What's the Chance? Spencer, what's the chance BYU can beat Stanford again?
0: Jeremy, I'm going to go straight up 50% tonight. The more and more I think about this BYU team, on paper – because they don't have McKenna Miller, they are the underdog. They're the number four overall seed. Stanford's the number one overall seed. It's a neutral site, so BYU doesn't get the Cardinal on their home floor. But if there's one thing I've learned about this BYU team, is they just have it. They have—I don't know if you want to call it grit. I don't know if you want to call it uh, the special mojo. They have something special the this BYU year. In karma. They have the ability to. Come back from deficits and deal with adversity not only in the season but in actual gameplay and refocus. I like this team. I think every single one of these sets is going to be a barn burner. I I say 50%, which compared to what I was thinking yesterday is way up. I like BYU's chances because they have moxie. They have it. 51%.
1: Why not BYU here? Like, why not? This, it's been a month since McKenna Miller went down. It wasn't yesterday. Pierce figured some things out, and guess what? They have a coach that is Dick Harmon, and the Deseret News said deserves more than blessings right now. BYU's coaching staff is tremendous. They've made adjustments regarding Maddie Robinson and the way they use Heather Knighting, and uh, you know the Haddock twins are playing at a really high level. Where's the weakness on this team? I don't know that there is one. Ronnie Jones-Perry could be the national player of the year tomorrow. Perhaps we'll see two first-team All-Americans, the national freshman of the year. BYU can win this game. And in 2014, when they made their run to the next game, they said, why not us? And I submit again, four years later, why not BYU tonight? Listen, Stanford is legit. Catherine Plummer won the national player there. She might win it again. Adriana Fitzmaurice, Jenna Gray, Morgan Hentz coached by former Cougar volleyball player Kevin Hambly. They're loaded. Stanford's really stinking good. They're the best team in the country at the moment. But guess what? The best team in the country tonight doesn't matter. The best team will win this game. So why not BYU tonight? In Minneapolis, it would be epic. If they lose, I'm still extremely happy with this season. But go out and win the game tonight and let's see what happens Saturday. If
0: BYU beats Stanford for a second time this season, they're winning the natty. They're not losing to either Nebraska or Illinois.
1: Jalen Reyes on Nebraska. Coaching style.
0: Can BYU beat Stanford for a second time in the same season? Remember, the Cardinals have only lost one match all year, and it was to BYU.
1: So they're not invincible.
0: There's a team that's beaten them, and that team will be across the net, dang it, tonight. There's something to that. How much of it is a motivating factor for Stanford, and how much of it is an advantage to BYU knowing, look, we beat you, and we know that we Know how to beat you.
1: It's not like BYU is this 2014 version of themselves, unseated, you know, hey, this is cool, we're not supposed to be here. BYU was the number one team the majority of the season. They lost a match. They lost a player. That's been, that's been a few weeks now, okay?
0: They've moved on from They've this. They've moved on.
1: And we saw uh, a tremendous BYU team over the weekend. Let's see. Why not? Why not tonight? Why not beat Stanford? Why Actual not? victory. It's what so we're going for. We ain't going for moral victories.
0: Losers go for moral victories. One match, one night, win or go home. The beauty of it is amazing. What's the chance presented by BYU Food to go the MVP of your next event? Now to football, Jerem. Early signing day approaches for BYU football. Oh! Mm-hmm. I know. It's a new trend in football. December signing classes. What is the immediate need for BYU football in this early signing class?
1: What's Kalani Satake known for? Great front sevens. Great front sevens. To me, that means replacing Corbin Kafusi on the defensive line, Merri- Merrill Auli, the transferring Wayne T- Kirby, who was supposed to play and hasn't. Also bolster the linebackers. Think about all the linebackers BYU loses. Sione Takitaki, the much maligned Butch Pau, a host of backup seniors, Adam Pulsfer, Ricks Powell, Uh, Rhett Sandlin, who came on late, the transferring Christian Falau. So to me, it's front seven, mainly linebackers um, for BYU that they need to address right away. Now, if if there's some Juco guys, great. What really you address in a signing class, especially at BYU, you may say, well, in four years, yes. Perhaps it's different, though, because this year BYU had 26 freshmen play. So the opportunity is there if you come to BYU. You
0: may get to play right away. I'm with you on the linebackers. There is a significant gap being left by all of those departing seniors. Who's going to join Isaiah Kafusi and Zane Anderson, who comes back after being granted an extra year of eligibility. Like, you need you a have, lot of backups, though, you as have, we saw. You have two good linebackers, for sure, but you need depth, and BYU needs it in the worst way at linebacker, yeah. for sure. So I think linebacker, yes. And I'm waiting for BYU to bring in a feature running back, a a carry-the-ball-25-to-30-times-a-game type running back. I want to see if BYU in this signing class can find that guy, help him develop, and then turn him into, yes, another Jamal Williams or another Harvey Unga or another Curtis Brown, someone that can carry the workload day in and day out. I like Lopini Katoa.
1: Yeah, why can't he be the guy?
0: I think think he can. I don't know if he – is he durable enough to carry the ball 30 times a game?
1: I don't know that any running back should carry the ball 30 times a game. That's way
0: too many. Well, Jamal Williams did it, and he did it pretty well. He didn't carry it 30 times a game. He did a couple of times. He had the times, capability of doing that, yes. Yeah,
1: if you want to run your running back into the ground, give it to him 30 times a game. It's not a sound Sometimes idea. Sometimes you opinion.
0: need to have yeah. that option if it's working.
1: Yeah, an option is different than do it every Do you feel every like BYU game?
0: has the option to run a running back 30 times no, a game? No,
1: I don't want any running back I don't to run think it. They Even do. if Jamal Williams was here, it's like, don't run him 30 times. We need him for 13 games.
0: And I disagree. Sometimes you need to run the running back 30 times a game. Not, not consistently. No, you're going to injure that guy. I didn't say
1: consistently. They, look I at, didn't
0: say consistently. I yeah. said you have to have that
1: option. An option? Sure. Yes, that's different than do it consistently. Yeah.
0: I'd like BYU to find that guy. Linebackers are running backs for yeah. me.
1: They, aren't there – like, is Tyler Algier that guy? Like, we, he's averaging 10 yards a carry right now. 10 yards a carry? Who I know it's on six Yeah,
0: who did those come against, and what time? LoPini had a great game against Stinky New Mexico I, State. Like, I, it didn't matter then. I then. No. So I'm saying I I think BYU needs a feature running back. That's what I hope they pull in this recruiting class. It'd be nice, you know, for certain guys that have decommitted from other schools, bring them in, <laughs> get them here. That'd be great. What's the biggest difference now to BYU basketball in the three game win streak after the Cougars beat Portland State by 19 last night? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At TM Sherbel answers on Twitter. Nick Emery may not be scoring a bunch, but he seems to bring so much life to this team. He had six assists, no turnovers last night, made an impact defensively, a couple of steals, and he took, other than the one deep three, mostly... Shots that just kinda came to him. He's he's not he's chasing not the game. Lot, he's no. not chasing the game and I like that. He just kind of doing his part and he's making an impact in the minutes that he's been given early back. You
1: know? I, I think, yeah, when you enter when you're the new guy in the group or you're integrated late, you don't step on people's toes and he could certainly just shoot a bunch and it'd probably be understood. But I think he's playing this well, which at some point later in the season I think Nick Emery's gonna be one of your top three options. Like that would make sense. And a lot of it to me. He was the first two seasons as a player.
0: Nancy Pentland answers on Facebook: more three pointers made and attempted by more players, more bench shooting, and points made. And love that Haas has found his game. Yeah, the bench yeah, scoring has been really good.
1: It's great. Connor Harding is developing a ton. A huge fan of his. Uh, it's good to see. You know, Josh here Hardnett control it at, at the point point. and last night was a nice game in terms of the way BYU handled that press that could be weird quickly but BYU I thought handled it really well and went really small at times it BYU suffered uh giving up a lot of offensive rebounds to Portland State but they were able to handle the ball in that press
0: for the most part BYU flipped the script on Portland State and in... BYU very different than
1: Portland Bible I'll tell you that holy cow right <laughs> I I've lived in Portland I've never heard of Portland Bible I didn't know it was a thing like is it a version of the like we use King James? They use the Portland Bible. I have no idea. Forty nine no turnovers. Forty nine. Forty nine. What is it? Intramurals coming up. I've got a huge issue with Jason
0: Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> what was the key for TJ Haas having his career thirty point night against Portland State in that win? Lee Kamara, assistant coach in studio. He'll tell us next. He went for 30 a couple of times, didn't he? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Rebels, too, with Lee. BYU Sports.
1: What's the chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, freshman Shaylee Gonzalez leads the Cougar Women's Hoopsters into a matchup with an old Mountain West Conference foe. Colorado State, 4 Eastern, Saturday on BYU TV.
0: Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch the show. Just go to BYUSN.com and experience it whenever you want. Our question of the day. What's the biggest difference for BYU basketball in the current three-game win streak compared to the three-game losing streak that preceded it? At McKay underscore Allen answers on Twitter. Feels like everyone is playing together as a team for the first time this season. Good flow and connectivity all around. That's the word that Dave Rose loves to use. Connected.
1: Yeah, it used to be confidence. Now it's connected. He's guys. But he gets, he gets his fist going like These that, guys. and then he's like, he's, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Connect, connected. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are now connecting all of you across BYU Sports Nation with assistant coach Lee Kamard, who is back in Studio B. Lee, welcome back to the show. It's
3: good to be here, boys. It's good to be here. I'd,
0: I'd like to compliment you on how you have upped your suit game. <laughs> Lee has, Lee's bringing
1: it. I, I think you got a pay raise too from TA to assistant coach. So, there you know, you go. P-
3: one of the things that we get is Mr. Mac takes care of us, and nice. And, and so, I just recently upped my game a little. I noticed, nice. Lee. Yeah.
0: I noticed.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, well played there. My, my wife. Likes the tie-sock combo match, uh-huh. you know, so uh-huh. I do that for her. Love it. Love it. Okay, <laughs>
0: so other than your suit and your tie and socks last night, what was the best thing you saw in the win against Portland State?
3: Uh, for me, looking at the box score, 21 assists on 29 made field goals uh, is really is really good for us. That's that's my takeaway from last night.
1: What's the biggest difference, in your opinion, in the three-game win streak here? Because you guys lost three. There's this players-only meeting, kind of a regroup and then uh, three wins in a row here.
3: Yeah, as, as you guys mentioned what everybody's saying, all those are very valid things, but I would point it to that guys are playing with a little bit of emotion, not connected, right, same thing, um, but, but more, more emotion, right? TJ's playing with a little swagger. Yoli knows who he is and is, is dominating like he can, and there's just emotion from everybody involved.
1: Did, when you played, did you need to be kind of stirred emotionally at times, or or occasionally
3: by other people, or did you generate it yourself or feed off teammates? How did you? I, I think the team usually tried to bring it most of the time. Coach really challenged the guys before the Utah State game. And my favorite thing in this whole three game, you know, win streak is I actually thought the the still shot of the bench was from Yoli's dunk. Yeah. But it was from Zach Selius's dunk, and and that right there. That still shot of the bench, you know you're in, in for a good night when your bench is like that.
1: And, and you were involved in that, too. You I was in there. I, I, I was
3: hyped. You know, we had we, <laughs> Zach Selyt doesn't get too many opportunities to throw one down, and he took advantage of it. It was nice. <laughs> he
1: said, I'm not normally near the hoop like that. <laughs> he, he, you know
0: what? Truthfully, he was up there on that dunk. He was up there. I was impressed. Lee Kamard with us on BYU Sports Nation. You mentioned T.J. Haas playing with some swagger. Yeah. And I asked him last night, what's been the difference? And he says, I'm, just, I'm shooting the ball with a lot more confidence. But what has led to that?
3: Yeah, the, the kid's unbelievable talent, right? He can, he can really shoot it. And he got off to a slow start from the field, you know, from deep. But I think uh, happy and having fun, T.J., is a really good T.J. And, you know, I, I talk to T.J. a lot. And those are usually my words to him. Go out and have fun, you know. And, and and he's been doing that, and you're seeing the results of that.
0: Yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah. I know that sounds simple. Oh, TJ looks like he's having fun. There were times last year when he just looked miserable. Yeah,
3: frustrated, miserable, not enjoying the game. And, and you're seeing him enjoy it, playing free, playing confident. And it's a, it's a good thing to see.
1: And the ball's going through the hoop, so he's certainly happy when that happens. So when it's hard is when the ball's not going through the hoop. How do I yeah. still kind of have fun with that? By the way, he passed you and made threes last night. Are you aware uh, of this?
3: Don't tell him that. I did, I did, <laughs> I did tell him that 30 is a good number, but if he could dunk, he would have had 32 last night. You know?
0: I did let him know. I asked he, him about the dunk in the post game, and yeah. I don't think he was too happy that I did. <laughs> I, think he, I think he told me, like, I was surprised by so high, how high yeah. I was, Yeah. You know? It was a split second it wasn't decision, high enough, though. <laughs> he told me he said I didn't expect the lane to open that wide, yeah. and then he's like, in the last second, I was like, maybe I'll dunk this. He'll throw one down before yeah. the end of the year; that will be nice.
3: That was the
1: only thing that didn't go well for him last night. <laughs> he you know, played that an was amazing the only game. Thing. He was awesome. Yeah. Okay, Yoli Childs was sick, missed uh, shoot around, yeah. uh, but still playing was still effective. So, what? Even when he's not scoring, what does he do to help this team?
3: He just draws so much attention, right? the whole, the whole point of offense is to get two guys on the ball. And then you're playing out of rotations, right? So he draws all the, the, the people over to him and he kicks it out. And now we're just playing on closeouts. And that's where our guys are good, you know. And, and, and he didn't have a great night last night for him, you know, the way he's been playing, but he's been unbelievable. The rhythm he's playing with, some of the fadeaway shots, they go literally straight through the They the don't rim. touch the net. They don't even touch the net. It, it's pretty impressive to
0: watch. Yoli Childs, uh, again, was sick, but I did like his defensive energy that he brought. And I wasn't sure what uh, BYU was going to get from him last night because he wasn't feeling well. In fact, the whole team, and I I heard Dave Rose, I mentioned this earlier uh, in a timeout, say, look, you you miss some shots, and then you forget that you need to go defend. you got to go defend. And I know that that's been a point of emphasis, particularly coming out that three-game losing streak. So how do you get your guys, when the shots aren't going down, to consistently defend with energy?
3: It comes back to that emotion. If, if they have that emotion on a defensive end, they're going to be in gaps. They're going to be closing out the guys quickly and under control. And it's just it's just all part of the same thing, that connectedness that, that you know, Coach Rose likes to harp on. <laughs>
1: he gets the fist in the air, right? And then he's, we're like, okay, yeah, we're going. Uh, how, how did this team handle the press so well? Because Portland State was a unique challenge. This was not a normal matchup.
3: Yeah, the you know, we worked on it for the last two days leading up to the game, and we knew that they were going to come in, and, and Coach Perry does a great job of having his guys press consistently throughout the game, right? It's not like in waves with his guys, um, and Coach kind of emphasized that with our guys. It, it's going to come steady all night long. It's not going to be like super hard pressure and then go away. It's just going to be steady all night long. Um, we just did a good job. We made the easy play, and, and guys found each other, and then when we got it, past the press, you know, we, we did a good job of of of, of taking our time and, and
0: finding the right solution to the possession. BYU gets UNLV at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Neutral site, I mean, it's you could look at it as a de facto home game for the Rebels, who are not as good as they have been in recent years. What do you know about UNLV and the challenge that they will present to you in Las Vegas? They are a, a very solid defensive
3: team. They They... Really offensive rebound, which is of concern for us. I I think they're number three in the nation uh, based off percentages at offensive rebounding. Portland State's number one. Um, So that will be another challenge for us. They're really big up front, and then they have some scorers out on the perimeter. If
1: you're always playing UNLV, what
3: emotions (laughs) come to you when you hear that? I'm sure I'll get something said to me while I'm down there. (laughs) At some point, you know, it's not at the Thomas and Mac, so maybe not as much as – if we were there, but, but uh, a lot of good battles and a lot of heartbreak uh, down there for me to those guys. I have you three and
1: one in Provo. And then it was 0 and six down there. It was, it was yeah. rough, yeah.
3: but it's not at the Thomas Mack, which is great. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to trying to get a win against the rebels in Vegas, regardless <laughs> of where it is.
0: Yes. You'll take it. Yes. The BYU fans it. that go. If and when BYU wins this game, I just want you to be like, you lose. You <laughs>
1: lose. Oh, yeah.
0: That
1: oh, so many terrible memories. That
0: chant. Yeah. Okay, let's finish with this, Lee. What's the best part about being an assistant coach at BYU? I think it's just helping these guys.
3: Seeing these guys get out of it what they want, you know, and having been through it and, and then talking to them and finding out, what, like, what are you trying to get out of this? and helping them, you know, work on things to achieve that and then go out and see it, it's really rewarding.
1: Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. Not only you, but the whole team, you know. To get that win against UNLV in
3: Vegas,
0: that's going to be a gratifying experience. It it would be awesome. (laughs) Take your suit, pick out the lucky suit, whatever it is, man, and enjoy uh, Vegas. We appreciate the time. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Thanks,
1: Lee. Yep. Coming up, did Spencer guarantee there will be snow in the BYU Bowl game? Aaron Roderick thinks he might have.
0: I jinxed it, right? Uh, I'm feeling fantastic about my most recent and-one picks, Jerem.
1: I'm, I'm really happy for you. I can't
0: wait for you to recap what Jason did for you. No
1: sarcasm in that at all.
0: <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Beat your be. Next Wednesday is the first day of the football early signing period, and BYU Sports Nation has it covered. Join us Wednesday, December 19th, as we give you all, an update on all of the signees from Kalani Stake, who will join us live from Boise. It's next Wednesday, BYU football early signing period. Now remember, last year, BYU signed a player by the name of Zach Wilson, hmm. who then enrolled in school in January and became the starting quarterback later. So who's kind of the next uh, big name that will contribute for BYU? Perhaps we'll know next Wednesday.
0: This is becoming more and more common through all of college football and at BYU, is guys that sign early contribute early. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Part two of our headlines. BYU basketball has now won three straight games following an 85 66 victory over Portland State last night. TJ Haas led the Cougars with a career high 30 points and naturally got the 30 with this three. Haas for three. Got it. TJ Haas. With a career high 30 points tonight. You know it's pure when you hear the chink. Oh yeah, his shot was rolling. The metal
1: chain? chink?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Next up, BYU and UNLV in T-Mobile Arena from Las Vegas on Saturday. How about TJ has seven-point
1: possession by the way. Two texts. He made four free throws in a row. Then he has an amulet. I hadn't seen that before. By one play, seven points. BYU
0: went on a 16 to nothing run spurred on by that seven-point play because of two technical fouls in the same sequence. Yeah, it
1: was weird. It's a ball night for BYU women's volleyball. They're the four seed. Stanford's the one seed in the final four tonight in Minneapolis. BYU beats Stanford. That's the lone Cardinal loss this season. Head coach of the Cougars, Heather Olmstead, expects a different Stanford team tonight.
2: They've improved over the course of the year, which you would expect, but so have we. So... I think it's going to be a different match than the first match because I don't think any two matches are ever the same, but I think it's going to be a great matchup again with some great offense, great defense, and a really good serve pass game.
1: Yes, it will. Watch the match tonight, 7 Eastern on ESPN.
0: BYU football preparing for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. They're in week two of practices, trying to get ready for Western Michigan on Friday, December 21st. Zach Wilson would play today if he could.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, practice is always
1: fun. I always think it's cool to, you know, come out here and stay in shape or just throw around a little bit. Um, I know the whole team's ready to play game though, including myself.
0: In another football note, defensive lineman Wayne Tay Kirby announced yesterday via social media he will be transferring out of the BYU football program.
1: And two of the top four teams in the NFL square up tonight with former Cougars on both sides. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs take on the Chargers with Michael Davis. 8:20 Eastern. Chiefs looking to stay atop the AFC
0: West. Jerem releases a shot and it goes in. What? Oh, and there's a foul. Let's play and one. <coughs> All right, Jerem. Entering. Last night's game, I had a whopping lead of three to nothing. Finally, somebody got on the board after Saturday's game <laughs> against Utah. Yeah. This was your chance to get back in it, and you thought, you know was what? It? Why not give Jason Shepard the reins?
1: I thought, well, I, can, you, can you stink more? And the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, the two pointer that Jason picked for me Yoli Childs will score at least 30 points for the fourth straight game. Yoli Childs missed a shooter and was sick. There was no chance. This happening, we didn't know it at the time. I guess Jason didn't.
0: He had the he had the reverse of thirty one, right? Thirteen.
1: He had thirteen. Yeah, so it was wrong. (laughs) And my uh, there it is. And my one pointer. BYU will shoot forty percent or better from three. I literally didn't know what the one pointer was until this moment. Uh, Wrong. Yeah, BYU shot thirty three percent. So that had a chance, but if you don't get the two pointer, you can't get the one pointer. All right. Zero. That's what, that, yeah. That was my ACT score and... Uh, Stop it. Yeah.
0: This, how'd I get into BYU? You got into BYU because you were a solid student. That was in DECA. That had several impressive extracurricular activities on your resume. I literally didn't think I was going to get into BYU. I'm really <laughs> happy.
1: I thought I was going to Utah State. I was going to settle.
0: <laughs> Shade. I was going to live in Ogden. I was gonna live my two-pointer. BYU will hold Portland State to 71 points or less.
2: Swish!
0: Man, I needed it. wait a minute. Portland State shot the ball so terribly last night, and I was the benefactor of that. My
1: research tells me that uh, Portland State had played five Division I games, and in four of them, they had not eclipsed that
0: mark. So, I think that's weak sauce. But you got it. I said, away from home, they averaged 71 points a game, which is true. In the four games they played away the, from home.
1: Did they play a road game against uh, Multnomah, Willamette, oh, or look. Portland Bible? You, you look. I did look, and I see that they the only scored north of... The four, the four no, games? No, no,
0: Against D1 competition. They weren't that good. I wasn't basing it on Division one competition. I was basing it on playing away from home. Weak. You're just mad because I'm now beating you 5-0. I'm mad because it's weak. If I got the and one, then... It's going to be 6 nothing. I said Zach Selyas will shoot a better three-point percentage than Yoli Childs. Swish! Yoli didn't even take a three. Selyas was one for three.
1: Zach had the karma, so nice. Like Zach should shoot a higher percentage than Yoli. Come on. But he wasn't coming into the game. I know. We're like a third of the way through the season. <laughs> and it's like a difference of 6%. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a mail Yeah, okay. Let me take some notes on how to mail it in. Okay. Cool. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Okay. Get, I'm going to get you a pack of stamps for Christmas so you can mail it in some more. Oh. <laughs> I'm down 6 nothing.
0: You got a score.
1: Listen, I'm going to have a players-only meeting with me only.
0: <laughs> you need to have Jason in on that meeting, uh, too. Well,
1: clearly, no. Uh, me and Dennis Pitt are going to get together. We're going to talk about it. We're going to figure it out.
0: And we'll go from there. You want to bring Dennis Pitt into this? Wow.
1: Yeah, Dennis is, Dennis is going to be a college football Hall of Famer at some point, I think.
0: Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. But How does that relate to making... Accurate college basketball picks.
1: It doesn't at all. (laughs) What are we, four games in? Five now. Five games in and I haven't had a single two-pointer go for me? Yes.
0: Wow, okay. Hmm.
1: Maybe I ought to pick a different sport. Okay. Maybe my picks will be in uh, men's volleyball. Well, I've got
0: a lead now so I can be more aggressive moving forward. Or you can dial
1: it back like BYU against Utah in the second half. That
0: didn't work out well.
1: No, it didn't. They blew a lead. Maybe you could, too.
0: (laughs) Our question of the day. What's the biggest difference for BYU basketball in their current three-game win streak? At the Fongolian on Instagram. A balanced inside-outside game with wings shooting a higher percentage from beyond the arc. The improvements of TJ Haas and Zach Selius keep defenses honest and reduce double teams and focus on Yoli Childs.
1: There's good spacing right now. And the offense is working.
0: When you have it's T.J. It's, yeah. Haas shooting well and Yoli Childs playing well, yeah, the yeah. inside-outside uh, effect of and, that is hard yeah. to defend Here's against.
1: He's not like Houston and at Illinois State. So the competition is lessened a little bit, but get better, go on the road this you know Saturday, beat UNLV, and then at San Diego State, it's a big game for BYU. And then at Mississippi
0: State. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join the social media conversation.
1: Coming up, BYU is eight days away from playing Western Michigan in the Idaho Potato Bowl. What will the Broncos have ready for the football?
0: And next, I go one-on-one with BYU quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator Aaron Roderick. What does he expect from Western Michigan? Why every bowl game matters, and why is the son so excited about going back to the Boise Blue? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU
1: Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation right now is with Kiki Solano. You've got to check it out. It's uh, on uh, the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts.
0: You're not going to say deets? Clearly <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I support that for the record. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What's the biggest difference for BYU basketball in their three-game win streak? At Muffalo on Twitter. I don't okay. know that I have ever heard this handle that's, before. That's fun. Okay, newbie. I would say that having Zach Selius and Connor Harding provide some supplemental scoring excuse me, has been one important difference. Both have looked steady these past few games.
1: Yeah, more consistency, which has been really good. You know, playing a couple <laughs> times at home, Salt Lake. Uh, that's been good for this, for this team. To We've talked about how they're kind of older. They're really not that old, though. There's only two seniors on this team. And it's McKay Cannon and Luke Worthington. So th- this team is comprised primarily of sophomores and
0: juniors that are doing things. Mostly the junior class. The thought of having every potential senior come back for another year is... That'd be great. Nice. It's unlikely, I would but love it's nice. for Yuli Childs to be back next year. That'd be awesome. Join the conversation 24-7, hashtag BYUSN. Aaron Roderick is the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator for BYU football. He is... Very anxiously awaiting a bowl game for BYU after the Cougars missed out last year. And it was miserable in December. Why does every bowl game matter? And why was his son so excited about going back to the Boise Blue? Those things discussed in my one-on-one with Aaron Roderick. Aaron, it's good to be with you again. BYU now uh, just a little over a week away from the bowl game against Western Michigan and Boise. Where do you feel like your team has gotten better with these extra practices since the end of the
2: regular season? Uh, it's just It's been a good time to evaluate ourselves and look at what our weaknesses are, what things we need to improve upon, and we've really been focused on getting better in those areas uh, of, you know, just areas of deficiency, and then been trying to get healthy. You know, had a few guys that were pretty banged up at the end of the year and let those guys get healthy. I know that you are the pass game coordinator, but
0: the running backs factor into that to a degree. Matt Hadley's out. Uh, Squally Canada has been out. We heard that he's going to play. Lopini Katoa is a maybe. How will who plays at running back
2: affect the way you attack the game through the air? Well, it's a huge factor, number one, in pass protection. Um, The running backs are very critical in our pass pro. And then, you know, we throw the ball to the backs a lot too, so who's in there matters a lot. And so we need – we've been trying to develop these younger guys and teach them what to do in pass protection and then teach them to be reliable receivers, reliable checkdowns. they got to – you know, those checkdowns got to be where they're supposed to be at the right time so the QB can get them the ball at the last second before he gets hit. And um, so they're huge. That's, they're, they're as important as anybody. How much has Zach Wilson – uh,
0: progressed from his first start until now, he called it a roller coaster when I asked him last week.
2: Um, how, how has he progressed the most? Well, I thought you know, in that last game, he showed a lot of poise. He he played well in a really hostile environment against probably the best defense we played this year. You know, it's either them or Washington. There's good defense, um, and what I really admired too is he made a mistake in the third quarter, threw a pick six. And then came right back and drove us down for a touchdown through a touchdown pass. And then um, didn't, you know, just the way he battled through that was really impressive. And um, so he's come a long way. He's still got a long way to go. But he's a really good player. And we're excited that he plays for us. How much has the offense changed uh, over the duration of his six starts now, soon to be seven in the bowl game? A lot. Yeah, it's been a, it's been quite a transformation, and uh, give I give Coach Grimes a lot of credit. He, you know, m- not very many teams would be able to do what we did midseason. I think. I mean, it's I don't think Coach Grimes gets enough credit. You know, we're sitting here at six and six, but um, we we made some pretty significant changes midseason to fit our personnel to play to, to play to Zach's strengths and also to uh, work around some injuries that we had that were really affected what we were trying to do earlier in the year. And then we had some playmakers emerge, and we I thought the last six games we did a good job of getting the ball to those guys, and um, or you know, a better job. And, and so I give Grimes a lot of credit, and I give Zach a lot of credit for growing each week and getting better, and um, and for our players for just believing in it and sticking with it. I think, I think we're on a good course right now. We just got to keep getting better.
0: What will Western Michigan try and do to
2: attack you defensively from what you've seen on film of the Broncos? Um, they... They're tough. I mean, they're a physical, tough bunch. They remind me a lot of northern Illinois. Um, they're just it's tough, tough football. You know, they, they're they going to play a lot of hats in the box to stop the run. They're not afraid to pressure and bring everybody on third downs and in the red zone. They, they bring a lot of pressure. And um, But what I see, though, is just a physical team, a physical team. They're not going to be cold. They're not going to be, you know, they're not going to um, – they'll be ready to play. I, I know that that's just what kind of – group they are. Two years ago, they were in a, a huge bowl game, right? They were like 12-1 and one or something like that a couple of years ago. And um, there's still a lot of players on that team that were involved in that, so we've got our hands full. The irony of having another opportunity to beat a group of
0: Broncos on the Boise Blue is something. What was your initial reaction to that matchup
2: when you first saw it come out? Um, well, for me, it was pretty fun because before I could even react, my son heard it and he thinks the blue turf is I mean, we might as well be playing at Lambeau Field or something, right? He's like, Dad, we're playing on the blue turf. So I was like, all right, buddy, let's go. We're going to the blue turf. That was enough for me. Just his reaction made it fun. Yeah. Certainly the holidays will be better if BYU gets a bowl win. What kind of, I guess, pressure do you feel to want to get to seven wins and and not end the season with a losing record? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Seven and six sounds a lot better than six and seven. It feels a lot better. Um just the trajectory that you feel like you're on going into the off season would be a lot different if you're seven and six versus six and seven. And um, that's, I mean, there's no other way to say it, right? We got to win this game. Let's. So we're we're excited about it and, and um, determined to go get it. Do you prefer the pre-Christmas bowl game as opposed to
0: after Christmas?
2: You know, I hope fans hear this. And, and all the media people that don't like bowl games and all the so-called meaningless bowl games, these bowl games are huge for our players. I mean, this is a reward they get. I think it's, I think, you know, I like the playoffs and I like finding out who the national champion is, but I think it's bad for college football that only one team, if we ever get to a point where only one team gets to end the season feeling good. I mean, this, this is a tough sport, and there's so much riding on every game. I think it's great that there's a bunch of bowl games, these these players get to play one more time with their teammates and half of the you know however many I don't know how many games there are but half of those games there's a team that leaves feeling good like hey we had a good season and in some cases there's teams that man they're pumped to even be there right I mean we're, we're not one of those we're not just pumped to be in the game but I think it's a I think the bowl games are great <coughs> excuse me I think they're great for college football and they're really great for the players to get to play one more time and be with their teammates in a different location playing against an opponent that you don't know a lot about and it's it's awesome.
0: There are 39 for the record and I think BYU fans understand all too
2: well how big of a deal a bowl game is because they didn't go to one last year. No doubt and our players man I wasn't here last December I got here in January but I heard that December was miserable and the couple of times in my life where I didn't play in a bowl game December was miserable and every bowl game is a good bowl game man you're playing one more time with all your teammates and uh so I don't care when it is or where it is I'm just I'm happy we're playing and it's another chance to get better and um we're gonna have a lot of fun
0: what kind of a BYU turnout do you expect up there because obviously the regional tie is there and this is a
2: much easier trip for Cougar fans compared to Washington Michigan fans yeah well I I think they should show up I mean we got it's not too far of a trip and we've got great fans and um I, you know, I, think, I think there'll be a good crowd and can't wait. I hope everybody shows up. It should be a lot of fun. It should be a home game. Now the bowl director told me, and he said this several times, so it's on him if he jinxed
0: it that it's never snowed in the history of the Idaho, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. You just ruined it right there. <laughs> you had to do that, right? There's no snow in the forecast right now for Boise,
2: so we, we could see low 40s and sunshine. I, I think that's what we're hoping for. It doesn't matter. We're going to have fun no matter what. It's going to be cold. We're going to go out there and have a great time.
0: My apologies if I jinxed it.
2: (laughs) It's okay. I don't believe in that anyway. (laughs) Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, thank you.
0: Aaron Roderick, passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach, one-on-one after BYU football practice. The Cougars nearing the famous Idaho Potato Bowl with the Western Michigan Broncos a week from Friday, week from tomorrow. BYU will be in a bowl game. How about that?
1: Weather stats are for losers, Spencer.
0: Oh, I see what you did there after stats that interview. Losers.
1: Yeah, weather stats are for losers. Yes. Coming up, how close was Jeremy Fredette to scoring Finney this morning?
0: T.J. Haas, of course, had his career night as a Cougar. Was it enough to earn the rise and shout, Jerem? This is BYU Sports Nation. Think we. Shout out to today's guests, BYU basketball assistant coach Lee Kamard and BYU football quarterbacks coach Aaron Rodd. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes.
1: Apologies to Dennis Pitta and apparently Jason Shepard. We ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar whip Around Men's basketball. He always won three in a row after an 85-66 win against Portland State at home last night, led by a career-high 30 points for T.J. Haas, including a seven-point possession. Next up, UNLV in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena Saturday night.
0: Volleyball. Fourth-seeded BYU women's volleyball takes on number one seed Stanford in the final four from Minneapolis tonight. Watch the match live. Seventies from Five Mountain. On ESPN, the MPSF men's volleyball coaches poll has been released, and the Cougars second with one first-place vote. UCLA number one, Pepperdine third, followed by Stanford, USC, Concordia, and Grand Canyon.
1: Football. Thanks to UCLA's John prop for that vote, more than likely. Keeley Davis announced this morning that he is transferring from BYU. The receiver is a grad transfer. He's earned his BYU degree. Congrats on that, and good luck wherever you end up. Also, defensive lineman Wayne Tay Kirby announced yesterday via social media he is also transferring from Brigham.
0: Cougars in the NFL. Two of the top four teams in the National Football League face off tonight with former Cougars on both sides. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs host the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. And Michael Davis. I wish that was the name. At 820 Eastern Chiefs trying to extend their winning streak to three games and stay atop the AFC West. Jimmer! Freddet scores
1: 48 points in the Shanghai Sharks, 113-103 win over the Nanjing Tongxi Monkey Kings. Fred, I want a jersey of that team. Fred went six of sixteen
0: from three, had eight assists, five rebounds, and four steals. Track and field. The Cougars kick off their season today with the two-day December invite. That invite includes teams such as Westminster, Utah Valley, and Weber State.
1: Cougars overseas. After the basketball game, could we uninvite Weber State? Is that a thing? No. Kyle Collinsworth uh, is in Canada with the Raptors 905. That's overseas, right? It's not overseas. 11 (laughs) points, 8 rebounds, 2 steals. They lost to the Oklahoma City Blue, 113-126.
0: Today's Rise and Shout does indeed go to T.J. Haas for a new career high, 30 points. Shot the ball really well, and his assist to turnover ratio has become consistently even better. It's been really, really good.
1: He's a junior. Like, it takes time to be who you really are, right? You th- think about in college, like, were you your best self, your freshman and sophomore? No, it, like, takes time. So now that T.J. Hawes is a
0: junior, we're he's seeing into his how major. good he can be. He's into his major. And he's majoring in buckets. The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. Colonel James83 on Twitter says, Confidence, teamwork, hustle, confidence, trust, has increased teammates and coaches with belief in shot-making and winning attitude. Teamwork shows when unselfishly moved the ball around to find the better shot. Finally, hustle shows up in going after the loose ball.
1: Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Instagram. Facebook, use hashtag B-Y-U-S-R.
0: I think hustle's important for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Tyler Hawes. Go Cougs. Beat Stanford.